0: I'm like, for what? (laughs) Black black history. I'm like, like how much can you teach about Martin Luther King? Right? (laughs) 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 You know what I mean?
1: Welcome to the Character Matters Podcast, where key issues are put to the litmus test instead of the mainstream media. Let's get it started with your host, Gregory Trey. Welcome do the first of the day, do the If you realize the world, the island's creatures, you love your neighbor, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, sin, and are convicted by the law as lawful, Welcome back to the Character Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Brother Gregory Trent, and so glad to have you join us today. Well, hopefully you caught part one of our The Mind of a Rioter podcast with Roger Trent out of uh, Columbia, I always say outside of Nashville. And uh, we want to do the second part of this interview. Listen, this is such good stuff. You may say, why are we covering this? Because this is real. As young people say, we want to keep it 100. And so we're going to keep it 100 by allowing the organic thoughts of what transpired throughout his life that caused him to be a part of a riot and then eventually how his life has changed. This is getting deep into the uh, recesses of one's mind and really examining what they experience. You know, often we only speak about race within the context of arguments or battles on social media or the one-sided monologues where, you know, you really don't get to see what is going on inside of the mind. Here's what I will ask of the listener that you would take a moment and divorce yourself of opinion and reading into what is said. Uh, Take your offense meter and turn it way down and get ready to listen and to learn. And then we'll put this all to the litmus test. But like I said, the Bible says in James, that if we show favoritism, if we are racist in our mentality, we're already a lawbreaker. Now back to the interview. (laughs)
0: So when they started teaching about,
1: you know, Marcus
0: Garvey and, you know, all the different, you know, inventors and, oh my gosh, I was so into it. I was blown away. I kept raising my hand like, wait, he was black? They're like, you're in black history, right? Yes. I was just like. Wow! I just felt like I had been lied to my whole life. Like it was just like another door opened up. You know what I mean? It you was just... like I opened up the door and walked into Black Avatar, <laughs> Oz, <laughs> and the Oz oh, like, right, right. Everything was colorful.
1: <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I just keep hearing yeah, that song that Dorothy it. and them were singing when, when she walked out of the house. As you're expressing this, I just can see The Wizard of Oz all over again. It's like a whole new world for you.
0: <laughs> right, right. We're out of the like <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> ah, gracious. Yeah, but it was it was, you know, it was it was amazing, you know, but at the same time, it was a little tough because when we got there, the other side of it was you know, everybody kept saying I talked white.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, I haven't. Heard, they were like, "Huh?" I haven't heard that phrase in a long time, but I know exactly what you're saying. Go for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Back then, I mean, it was like if you know, <laughs> if you talk proper, you know what I mean, right? Um, the way they would say it, they said that you talk white, you yeah. know, and that you were trying to be white. Yes, you know.
1: Yes. So
0: it was very. You know, and and at some level I was trying to be white so I could fit in, you know, with the white folks back home. Yes. So it was definitely a time of learning who I was as a person, who I was as a people, and who I was as a Christian. So so, so I think all uh, that played in.
1: So as you were growing up, was there ever an experience in church that helped you bridge your, your black history with who you are in scripture, you know, so for that total, you know, the picture of who you were?
0: Not in the, not in, not in those years. Okay. You know, right. I really didn't, I didn't really get that until, um, Until much later, okay. You know, Um, but in those years, you know, it was it was kind of hard to understand, um, you know, my place in the in the Bible, you know, right, and how that worked out, you know, because in Atlanta, you know, uh, back in the ninety early nineties, you know, the Nation of Islam was really big, right, you know. And so I was constantly hearing, you know, you serve a white Jesus, you know right. what I mean, and um, you know <laughs> they were they were really dogging it out. So
1: I mean, I really struggled
0: with that time.
1: So you know, they they were given a religious black identity, and it sounds like that you were lacking a uh, black identity religiously. Right.
0: Right. Right. Which
1: caused me
0: to gravitate towards the nation of Islam, Gotcha. you know, and I would, I would get up, you know what I mean? And I, you know, I, while I was wandering around, you know, I found myself going to, they had, they owned a hotel there in uh, Atlanta. Okay. And I thought it was so amazing that black people owned a whole hotel, Wow. you know what I mean? And when you went in the door, you know, they were like, what's up, King? What's up, my brother? I was like, King, you know what I mean? Like, as a young kid who was called nigger for the most part, (laughs) to be called King was like, you know, amazing. Right? (laughs)
1: And
0: I was like, wow, I walked in, you know what I mean? And then, you know, the women, they would be like, you know, how are you, Queen? How are you, my sister? I was like, man. the way that the respect, it was just amazing, you know. Right. And so I really, at that point in my life, I gravitated, you know, towards it. Right. You know, I never really studied it. Right. But, you know, I was drawn to the the excitement of being, you know.
1: Um, a king. You know, called, huh? Being a king. Yeah, being a king. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, excuse me. Yes. So, so you went. So you you you've gone through this um, epiphany of uh, blackness. It, it's it's a you know just to unpack one thing really quickly. When you said it was amazing that it, blacks owned a whole hotel, and mm-hmm. to think that the worldview and the paradigm was such. That that would be a point of amazement. That piece right there is is so telling. You know? Yeah. That it was amazing that someone of your own ilk owned something substantial. Yeah. You know? And you said looking back and said, Wow, so we can own more than funeral homes and flower stores and barbershops. Not that those are not good (laughs) things to own, right? I mean, you know, hats off to every single entrepreneur. But in the African-American community, we didn't see many examples of African-Americans owning banks and hotels and grocery stores and department stores. And I can go on and on and on. And and there's still an area of opportunity for that today. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. So so let's yes. fast forward a little bit. So what was it? 1991, was it? 1990, Rodney King happens 92. 1992. So so tell yeah. me, you know, where you are at this time and what happens.
0: Well, I remember, you know, of course we all watched on TV the whole Rodney King uh, um, you know, beating. Yeah. And um, and everybody was, was, you know, it was the talk of the town, you know. Right. And um, I remember, you know, with the trial and everything, and then them saying the officers got off. And so I remember everyone talking about they were going to do a peaceful um, march Right. Um, down at Morehouse. And so I was going to head down there, you know, for the, the peaceful march, When I got off work. But before I got there, I was seeing things where they were tear gassing the kids. Yes. And so before I could get downtown from Gwinnett County, Georgia to downtown Atlanta, it was already turned into a full fledged riot. Wow. And so by the time I got downtown and walked, got off the train. It was like a movie. It was surreal, you uh-huh. know. I'm looking at people, you know, police and riot gear, and I walk outside onto the main street out there. I think it's Peachtree Street, right over by the Underground Atlanta. Yeah. And people were, I mean, just fighting. And I don't mean fighting each other. They was fighting white people, and you know, they would see somebody white and they would grab them and and everybody would commence to beating them up
1: you know you know I, let, let just let me share and i'm I'm let you go on with your experience but simultaneously you know I, I happened to be in Atlanta that day and i was watching on television um when the announcement came and i've looked for the clip of this since i've never been able to find it but we were watching live television This is before the advent of the internet and social media, etc. But they were showing the march from the college and the students peacefully marching down the road. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, there were police officers on horseback that rode into the crowd and began to hit them with billy sticks. And Mm. the whole thing exploded. And I remember just being yeah. so stunned and petrified and just, you know, I, I had never seen anything like that in my day. It blew my mind. I could never mm. get the image out of my mind. And so, you wow. know, that watching these students, I was so proud of them marching down the street peacefully. And I was so yeah. struck by the police officers that took this, um uh, you know, uh, took this approach, you know, and I don't know if there were black officers mm-hmm. or white officers, I truly can't remember, so I'm not going to put it on a race, but this use right. of, of abuse of authority is what sparked that, and it's, I've never heard that yeah. told when they talk about what happened in the Rodney King riots. I never hear the story told, but I know what I saw with my eyes. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, that was all over the news. That, that That's exactly what happened, and I mean it um it escalated it escalated but you know it was so it was so weird like I you know again I, I grew up kind of in a sheltered life mm-hmm. you know what I mean so being there and all of this is going on and immediately I got scared when I walked out right you know and you're looking at all of this chaos happening at the same time but you know as the the you know mob is coming down the street, you know, and I'm standing there, you know, and they they greet me like they know me, you know what I'm wow, making? and they're like, "What's up, my brother? what's up? It's a revolution, it's a revolution, you know, and it was like, man, you know what I mean, and I immediately felt okay, wow and um, you know, so it was a very you know
1: it was it was crazy, you know. So, so you so, you get downtown and you join into what the rioters are doing.
0: Yes, yes. Um, everything except for there
1: were uh, a group
0: of people who were
1: loitering. You uh, know, littering. Um, I mean, loitering. Huh? Uh, when you say loitering, um, wh- what do you mean? Not loitering, but looting. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. You
0: know, and you know and you know going into buildings and taking stuff out right. you know but that that really wasn't the majority right you know. um even if you you could hear them talking you know while everybody is is marching through the streets, you know like no we're not here for that you know we're here for you know the revolution right know? um so that wasn't the majority so I, I wasn't with that with that crowd you right. know but the crowd that I was with You know what I mean? I mean, they felt that at that moment that um, hurting, you know, white people was just because we've been hurt so much. You know what I mean? They say hurt people hurt people. What's that? They say hurt people hurt people. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's exactly what happened, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there being a lady in a in a car, a white lady, and she was taking pictures out of her car, you know, and um, she's smiling and taking snapshots and like, wow, this is amazing! And um, everybody got around the car and flipped it over, what? you know, <laughs> flipped it over on its back, you know. Wow! And they were, like, what do you think this is, huh? You think this, <laughs> you can just come out and take pictures of Disney World? Well, <laughs> you know, um, I remember they grabbed a guy and threw him over a bridge and um, the guy amazingly got up. It wasn't water underneath. It was a, like a uh, kind of like a ravine. Wow. Um, but he got up, you know, and ran, you know, um, it was just amazing. I remember a guy <laughs> kind of funny, but <laughs> at the same time, but a guy in a uh, taxi. He pulls up, and he gets out, and he says, and it's crazy because it, it was kind of getting quieted down. And he gets out, and he says, I'm telling you now, if anybody hits my cab, you're going to have to deal with me. And what? he gets out with a bot with a uh, some nunchucks. And <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody threw a 40 bottle in him. In <laughs> oh, my Lord. And and, and he dragged that man down the street, oh, you know. God. And I'm and I'm laughing not the fact that they, you know, hurt this man, right? But it was comedic. It was like, you know, who who stands out and threatens a, cro- a crowd? A crowd of people, right? in <laughs> a mob, right? With nunchucks, <laughs> you know. I mean. <laughs> That, that, it only works on Bruce Lee movies. Right? It doesn't
1: really work anywhere else.
0: Oh,
1: God. oh, oh my goodness! You know, you know,
0: but I'll tell you, they ended up they ended up surrounding us with horses, and um, you know they bound our hands and and put us into buses, um, and took
1: us off to jail. It, you know, before before you go to jail, ah, no pun intended, um, but before you go <laughs> to the jail experience, what I I I'm trying to understand as this evangelical Christian, you're raised evangelical, so all those things, whatever, regardless of what you do in your life at that time, those mm-hmm. teachings of Christ are in you, and they're they're part of your 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 psyche, your makeup, your mindset. What's go- how are you reconciling the two as you're marching down the street and, and people are being thrown off bridges and you know? All all it felt like
0: for me was a oh, release almost. Right. Wow. So here's years and years of 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 um pain and And abuse from these teachers and kids that I, you know, buried deep inside me, right? Um, Never talked about it, you know, before then. Never talked about it to anybody. You know, dealt with going home, going home and crying and, and wishing I wasn't black and, you know, and dealing with that over and over for years. You know, and wow. then learning about you know Black history and learning about all of this stuff, and then feeling like, man, you know, I was I was really, you know, terrorized by these people, right? You know, by the time the riot came, it was a relief, you know, of you know, of rage, of anger, of everything that I've been through. Not so much Friday King, but you know. I understood, you know, the, the, the white cops got off, you know what I mean? Right. But so did my teachers. And right. so did my friends. When my, when my, Not my friends, but, but you know, the little white kids that would beat me up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would go and I would tell the teacher and they would say, get over it. You know what I mean? Wow. Oh, they're just messing with you. Get over it. You know, and they would do that. But I always seen that all the way up to seeing these cops get off. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean they always get off and we always have to get over it and at that point it was like enough I've right. had enough you know what I mean and every you know person that I hit or hurt
1: is that teacher is that student is that principal right wow you know yes so I'm sorry as you're talking I know you did a song years ago and you talked about the kid in Columbine in um, yeah. the song and you kind of you took what was going through that kid's mind so I guess you know just you were taking some artistic license but were you using your own experience to say this may be what happened in this kid's mind
0: you know I think inadvertently you know I don't I didn't do it you know, purposely, right? But um, but you know, I I do I I did, and you know, do understand what it's like to you know to deal with um being bullied, right? You know what
1: I mean? And, and, and um, it isn't isn't growing up black in in some parts of America a life of being bullied. Is that what you would say? It's akin to that. Now, you know, for the years that I was in this particular school system, these were years of being bullied. I just happened to be black, but the experience was one of someone who has been bullied for years. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's that's a a great, great analogy. That's exactly what it is. And and, and yet we continue to hear the get over it. When you say that, I mean, you don't have to be on social media long at any Race discussion, you'll see that come up. You know, oh, slavery ended. You know, in eighteen sixty-five. Get over it, as if right, right. you know, <laughs> you know, when slavery ended or when voting rights was passed or what have you. Oh, you got a black president. Get over it. That all right. of these effects of Jim Crow and slavery and bullying, like everything is just washed away. Then we're in Oz.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Right, but you know, you know, women who are raped, they don't get over it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, those traumatic things that happen, kids that are abused. Right. They don't get over it. And and these things are abusive. Yes. <laughs> you know. Wow. And, Say that and again. They don't get over it. <laughs> 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 they are. They are abusive. And they are terrorist acts. Right. So. you know on children.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Great. Say it again. I said, there are terrorist acts on children, which is crazy. You know, that that's powerful. I, I guess it is mind boggling that you see someone who has been educated to be a teacher. And so their yes. job, the entirety of why they were educated, the degree plan, what they're getting paid for by our tax dollars is to care for, protect, and educate children, and instead, they're taking license to terrorize children. Yeah. Do do you think things like that still transpire today? I do, I do.
0: Um, My son, when he was in
1: um, elementary
0: school, uh, you know, something similar happened, you know, where um, they felt that
1: he he
0: said the wrong thing to a little white girl. um, And what he said was so innocent. Right. And, you know, in fact, you know, he didn't even, it, you know, he said what he thought, you know, he was supposed to say. Right. You know what I mean? So it was completely innocent. Right. And in fact, when I heard it, I was like, you've got to be kidding me, right? And she was like, no, no, you know, and we want him to be suspended. And, you know, the white girl who brought the whole subject up and everything, they wasn't going to suspend her, wow. you know. And so she, I mean, she was reading him the riot act, you know, and I said, OK, stop right there. I said, son, what you're looking at is a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I said, he is wrong. I said wow. she is so wrong on so many levels. Wow. And she wasn't too happy about that. But um, you know, when my kid was acting up in school, I would go down there. You know what I mean? Right. My other kids they got in trouble. I would go down there and say, hey, you listen to your teacher. Right. You know, whatever. But when what she was doing, you know, what they were doing was completely, completely wrong. Yes. And um, so I, I exposed it. So. Let I me mean, to answer your question. Yeah, I, I think it happens, and I think it's very, 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 very important. Parents are involved with their kids in school. Yeah, and you know, and and um, don't just take the teacher's word right. for it. Don't just take the principal's word for it. You know, you know your child. You know what I mean. Yes. kids act up. You know. Yeah, like exactly. I it, but you know your children. Up. Right. It, that's, right.
1: You know, and I, I too, I've had to deal on both sides of the issues and, and they always knew that I was somebody who would deal with my children, but also I was dealing with the teacher. Yep. You know, I, I remember one of my yep. sons, he was, um, we were in the Baldwin school district in, in, in outside of Pittsburgh. And, um, mm-hmm. I think he was in fourth grade and he was racially mm-hmm. harassed in class. And mm-hmm. I remember the teacher, um, she was, um, You know, she had been a teacher for years, a white teacher, and she was appalled. And so she went and made him, she called his parents, they made him write a letter of apology to my son and explain why it was wrong and what right looked like. And then she had him, because he did this in front of the class, he had to stand up and read it and make amends in front of the class. Well, that's all the time we have for today's podcast. I pray that you've been blessed thus far. Now, remember, these are raw experiences. And at the end, we must align our experiences with the word of God. Next week, you'll hear the conclusion of the matter. Until then, remember to tune in to Character Matters. That's this week's episode of the Character Matters podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode with your host, Gregory Trent. Thank you for listening.